0: Thanksgiving is over, but the football season is not. Welcome back into the opinionated sound room of ISM. I'm Dave, and I'm joined by my brother, Josh, and this is Irreverent Sports Meandering, a podcast where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. If you would like to join in the irreverence, you can email us at ismdaveandjosh at gmail.com. We have a great show for you tonight. We are going to rank the top five teams to win a Super Bowl dive into fantasy football depression and break down the top five games of the week and one of them is always the bears. But first, Notre Dame has a coaching vacancy. Today is December first, 2021. Let's get irreverent. Well, Josh, on Monday morning, Monday morning, um I thought everything was great, everything was fantastic. Um it was amazing. This would be a great week. Then Tuesday morning I wake up and everything has changed. <laughs> Notre Dame no longer has the winningest coach in their history as their head coach. Uh what are your thoughts on this? Why did he leave
1: Notre Dame for LSU? I don't understand this at all. I I Notre Dame is like the the in my opinion, like one of the dream jobs in the college football. And LSU is mm-hmm. I mean they're a great program but I mean they're not Notre Dame like right I would say like Notre Dame like Alabama, Ohio State um those are the top 3 those are like those are just the jobs that everyone will take if they're offered them but LSU and you're leaving one of the dream jobs to do to go there like what do you think like I don't even understand this in the slightest it's got to be money that's the only thing you want money
0: And national championships. So, like, the thing is, is that he's been at Notre Dame, and I love him, like, passionately. (laughs) Like, I love Brian Kelly. Um, And I love where he's taken Notre Dame. But I think he thinks in his head he can't go any further with Notre Dame because they have such strict academic rules. So, like, there's players that can get into LSU that can't even touch Notre Dame.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying.
0: Pure talent. Now, what I don't think he's thinking about is that now he's got to play Nick Saban. You know what I mean? Now he's got to be against Alabama all the time. And he's got to recruit. Like, up here at Notre Dame in in the Midwest, from what I hear, he was a great delegator. So, like, he would delegate the recruiting. All right? In the SEC, it's all about the ball coach. You know, like, it's all about the coach doing the recruiting, meeting with the players, making the texts, all this stuff. And I don't know if he's going to be successful there. It, But, you know, Nick Saban, when he went from Michigan State to LSU, like, nobody thought that was going to work out either. And you can see where he, he's gone. He's an SEC god. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm angry about it. I'm not. I really kind of don't want to see him do good in LSU. Um, but I'm excited for what could happen at Notre Dame, who we could bring in. Um, have you? Do you think, and I guess I'm asking this question because we are kind of an NFL podcast more than anything. Do you think an NFL coach is going to go there? And if so, what are the names that there might be a chance of?
1: I would say if the, if an, okay, so this is like in my mind, like how this works. Okay. College coaches like Nick Saban, you know, Spurrier, all, all of these very successful, you know, college coaches that sniff the NFL, you know, they, they like in their heads or, you know, not in their heads with their mouths. I think they're saying like, no, I'd rather be, you know, with Alabama or like, if he wanted to be the best NFL coach ever or the best college football coach ever, like both, if you wanted to be one of those two, he would choose the NFL. Everyone would. So anybody who leaves the NFL to go to college, it's not a promotion. Mm. Like it's not in any way a promotion. It will never be a promotion. You might have more success and you might have a, like a longer stay in college, Mm. but that's because the competition in the NFL is so, tight. And Mm. so uh, the next guy's coming always, you know what I mean? Right. Like in college, I mean, Saban, he could stay there for, till he dies, Mm -hmm. you know, he could totally do that. And there's no one coming for his job period. Mm Right. Um, because he comes like, he becomes like this, like, like almost like owner of the team kind of, you know, Mm. like we're in the NFL, you're, you're an employee. Like (laughs) you're right. You are an employee. Um, so I really think that no matter who it is it's it's a demotion and that's them quitting. Like that's them being like I can't make I can't hack it in the NFL. You know. That's what I thought about Jim Harbaugh when he left. I just felt like he just I can't hack it. So I'm going to go to Michigan. Okay. Which was funny because he actually made it to a Super Bowl and he actually had success in the NFL. What do you
0: think if he goes back to the
1: NFL? which I I can see him doing that. I wish that he would because I actually thought he was a good coach, but, you know, he obviously thought that either A, couldn't hack it, or B, you know, wasn't happy doing it, which I'm more than likely was the first, you know?
0: Did he get, did did he leave San Francisco or was he fired? He was fired. Okay, he was fired. Okay.
1: Yeah, but he would have been hired somewhere else. Yeah, no, that's so true. I mean, crap. I think the Chicago Bears just a couple years later were, we're looking for a guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, oh, were they? Oh, wait—that's every couple of years. Oh, that's <laughs> every couple. Of years. Yeah, that's right.
1: What do you think? And Like, I didn't really give you an answer, but I mean, the obvious ones are Mike McCarthy, and uh, any of the guys who are about to get fired. <laughs> so, right? Uh, who did you have in mind?
0: Um, I think the only one I could maybe see, um, and I would say John Harbaugh. I could see John Harbaugh.
1: Um uh, in the world would he do that
0: though? Uh, it's Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame, like now I agree with you. The NFL is the top notch. That that is the pinnacle. Um but there's something about the mystique of Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Like I th- I feel like Notre Dame feels Now, I think all college big college teams think they can get whatever coach they want. Notre Dame actually I think is pretty close to doing, can do that, you know, because of the mystique, because of the echoes, because of the history, you know. Um, I think they have the most Heisman Trophy winners of all time. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about the Golden Dome. Um, so I think um, that that might be an option. Maybe Cliff Kingsbury, there's some talk about that. But I, but again, I don't why know. would he
1: leave? He's like about I, to I win a Super Bowl. <laughs> like,
0: I, I why know, in the I world? Know. I don't know I think, what the reasons would be. Why did Brian Kelly leave Notre Dame? If someone said, hey, I'll make a bet with you that uh, Brian Kelly will leave Notre Dame this year, I would have I shook his hand and gave him $1,000. Yeah. There's no way I could have ever guessed Brian Kelly was going to leave either. You know, So anything can happen. Um, I don't think it's actually going to happen. I think there's going to be a college coach. And there's some talk that the Iowa State coach, Matt Campbell, um, might be the guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Matt Campbell. Um, or, uh, the guy, <laughs> the guy at Cincinnati, um, I think his name is, uh, fickle Luke fickle. Um, I think his name is Luke fickle. And, uh, actually, I don't know if you remember this, but Brian Kelly actually came from Cincinnati. That's where we hired him from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of interesting, but, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think it'll all shake out in about a couple of weeks. You know, we'll have, we'll have a head coach and, We'll figure that out unless we go to the championship, which I don't know if that's going to happen, or the playoffs. I don't know if that's going to happen because we need Oklahoma State to lose. Um, But uh, we'll see what happens. Moving on, Josh, I think you you said you had a a new idea that you wanted to kind of do this week.
1: You mean the new segment that we're starting? Yes, I'm so excited about it. And what's the segment called? If you know this, you're a nerd. Ah, there we are. It's all right. So
0: anyone who doesn't know anything um, about me, um, I love trivia, a ton of trivia. So this will be this will be interesting.
1: Indeed. All right. So with Mac Jones and this and the New England Patriots kind of rising, having this like like meteoric rise to like the top of the NFL, they're not there yet, but they're on their way. Okay. With Mac Jones being a rookie quarterback. Everyone's like, well, rookie quarterbacks never gone to the Super Bowl. Only a couple have even made the, you know, made the championship game. Well, Dave, along with Ben Roethlisberger, mm. name the other two rookie quarterbacks that made their conferences championship game and their rookie
0: that made, that made the conference championship game. So not yep. the Super Bowl, but the conference championship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Wow, that's a great question. Um because I was gonna say Ben. Um, for some reason I keep going back to like, like my, my, no, he wouldn't have been a rookie. Okay. I got one. Um, oh, uh,
1: Mark Sanchez. That's one. Were you shocked that I got that? That was the one I thought you were going to miss. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, there's another one that you thought I was going to get.
1: Dang it. Okay. Um, um,
0: Lamar Jackson. Wrong. Oh, wait! Give me another guess. I get three guesses, right? Come on. Um, um, Philip Rivers. Wrong. Okay. All right. What so the it?
1: first time around, you had the right team, the wrong quarterback. It was Joe Flacco.
0: Oh, Joe Flacco. Who's the
1: third? Yep. Oh,
0: oh geez. So Ben Roethlisberger, butt fumble, and uh, Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco. Wow, that's that's a great question, Josh. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm glad I got half of it, though. Like, I feel good about that. Yeah. That's a tough question. Well, well we decided that our list this week that we're going to do is the best NFL teams that have won a Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear your answers. I did a lot of research and work, and, and I've got a favorite, and I've got teams I don't like. Um, but this is a tough. This is an interesting list. I'm really interested to hear who your number five is.
1: Yeah, so I kind of extended the rules on this for myself a little further. I decided that if the team didn't win 14 games, they couldn't be on the list. Oh, I think I
0: I feel like that's that's fair. Okay, I think that's completely fair. So, you know what? I do have a 13 win team.
1: That's okay. It's just for me, I decided that, you know, being on the cusp of going perfect in the season okay. is like kinda, was like kind of one of the rules of, of thumb. So my number okay. five is actually the only team that has ever been perfect, and that's the 1972 Dolphins. So I hate this pick because I'm sick <laughs> and tired of hearing about how they're perfect. But when you go back and look and you ignore the fact that they had the easiest schedule pretty much ever, um... They had the best offense and the best defense all year long. Wow. Wow. They played most of their games with a backup quarterback. And (laughs) both of their running backs ran for a thousand yards. Right. I knew that. But Bob Greasy wasn't the quarterback for most of the games. Nine games are started by the backup. Who's the backup? I can't remember his name right now. Why did you have to ask that? Oh, dang it. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah. So. The, that is pretty impressive. I do I do believe that they are not the best ever, and a lot of people are going to disagree with that. I fully agree that they should be in the top five, though, after looking yeah, at Yeah, I list.
0: mean, if you win all your games, you deserve to be in the top five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, the 72 Dolphins are not my number five. My number five is the 78 Steelers. The 78 Steelers. I know but why the 78 Steelers. Well, yeah. they were 14 and 2. They had the best record out of all the, the four Super Bowl teams in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know this, Josh, but in this 1974 draft, they drafted four Hall of Famers, wow. which is a record. Lynn Swan, Jack Lambert, John Stallworth, and Mike Webster.
1: That's crazy.
0: I know. It just set them up, you know, for the for those Super Bowls. Um, But 1978 was when everything just sort of melted into the perfection that they that they always were in 1978. They went 14 and two. All right. They only allowed 15 points in the playoffs and they beat a very good Cowboys team in the Super Bowl 35 to 31. So my number five is the 1978 Steelers.
1: So before I go to my number four, actually, it was uh, the quarterback's name was uh, Morrell. Oh. And he. Yeah, uh, Earl Morrell. Yeah, and he, uh, Bob Greasy broke his ankle in week five. Wow. So they did all that with their backup quarterback. It's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, Earl Morrell, though. I think he used to play for the, I think he played for the Baltimore Colts with Johnny Unitas as well. How's that right? I think so. I think so. Don't quote me on that. I'll have to check that out. Um, so who's your number four,
1: number four, I have the 1991 Washington Redskins. The 91,
0: you know, I, I thought about that team. I I did. I decided not to put them in my list. Tell me why you did.
1: So first of all, their quarterback, their running back and their wide receiver were all pro bowl selections. Okay. So that's, uh, that's Mark Rippon. Mm-hmm. Ernest Viner and Art Monk, right?
0: Oh man, Art Monk.
1: Yeah. So our Mark, one of the great unsung wide receivers. Um but yeah, so all of them are Pro Bowl selections and they uh they went fourteen and two. They only had to beat the Lions to win go to the Super Bowl, which this is, that was actually an interesting fact because I forgot that the Lions even, you know, went to hmm. the championship game that year. Wow. Um, that's
0: crazy with Barry Sanders.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but their defense was good. They, they just were just good all the way through, you know, they were just every single player on, on that team did their job well with Joe Gibbs at the helm. It was just a really, really good team. They weren't number one in a lot of categories, but they were like number, like, you know, in the top five in all of them, you know, Mm. okay, which is, which always kind of like breeds success when you're just like a good, solid, deep team. So, right. So that's why I chose them.
0: Okay. Yeah. I I think that's a, that's a really good choice. Um, my number four is the seventy-two Miami Dolphins. I really didn't want to put them on the list, but when you when you go undefeated, it doesn't matter. How, it's hard to win games in the NFL. You know, mm-hmm. to win all of them says something. Um, including all the way to the Super Bowl where they beat the Redskins fourteen um, to seven. Uh, like you said, Earl Morale. You know, like. Uh, By the way, I was looking it up. He did back up Johnny Unitas. So he's like the greatest backup to ever play football. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Backed up the two Hall of Famers. Um, But you got to put the 72 Miami Dolphins. Their no-name defense was fantastic. Their rushing game with Larry Zonka um, was amazing. Um, And their quarterback play on both ends. Pretty solid. So that's my number four. I don't think I need to go go any deeper because you already did. Who's your number three?
1: The 89 49ers team. So,
0: okay.
1: We're talking about legendary Montana, yeah. rice, John Taylor, Roger Craig. Steve young, even got his, got some play in this year and rot and Ronnie Lott a lot. Okay. So their offense scored the most points in the NFL that year. This is the craziest stat I've seen so far on any of these. And I'm going to double check that it's right. Cause it is absolutely so crazy. <laughs> okay. Um but the 49ers defense had more interceptions than they allowed touchdowns in the regular season. What? Yep. Oh, wow. Sorry. Then they allowed passing touchdowns. I apologize.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. got it. Okay. Wow. That's crazy, amazing. right?
1: <laughs> that's insane. Montana had 122 passer rating that year, 70% completion percentage, 14 and two. And this was like Seifert's first year, and coming out of like that, you know, um, Bill Walsh legendary three Super Bowl teams, um, it was just like he put everything together for like one year, and then everything's uh, you know, they weren't bad, but they didn't win another one under uh, Joe Montana, no, yeah, and that's true. and yeah, so uh, still. Probably, yeah. Uh, in my opinion, the third best team, just because they—I mean—they were just so dominant. They were just so good. Uh, just couldn't put it together all sixteen games.
0: Okay, okay. I I, I like that. Uh, I have not the ninety-two Dallas Cowboys. Um,
1: Ooh. they
0: went thirteen and three. This is my one thirteen win that team. Has,
1: that has to hurt you.
0: Uh, yeah, I hate the Cowboys. Yes. Um, but one thing they did that year, um, that really cemented their defense is they went out and signed charles Haley from that 89 49ers team um and they went off uh they won they won 13 games and they won the super bowl over the bills 52 to 17 their 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 threesome of troy Aikman, emmett smith michael irvin was amazing but they also had alvin harper they had the best offensive line their defensive line was fantastic their safeties and ba- and linebackers were fantastic um, it was just an all around scary team. And that's after a a, a few years of, of building. You know what I mean? Like they were mm-hmm. a terrible team um up until this time. But uh the 92 Dallas Cowboys are my number three, and my number two is the 89 49 ers because they went fourteen and two. Um that Charles Haley team, <laughs> um, they beat the Broncos fifty five to ten. Fifty five to ten. Um, their offense with Hall of Famers all over the place, like you said, um, but they're my number two. Who's your number two?
1: So my number two is the 84 SF team. So See,
0: I thought about the 84 team, but I didn't want to put more than one team. But I, I, so I this agree is with a team,
1: you. This is a team by comparison of who they beat, okay? This wasn't necessarily the montana's best year although it was a really good year mm-hmm. uh because montana had a lot of really good years because <laughs> it's the he's second the best second quarterback, quarterback so ever time. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> nor like did they not have like you know great players they did have great players although they didn't have jerry rice or or john taylor um yeah. or did they have rice in this one no
0: they no they did, they did not. not they, they no. drafted him i think in 85
1: that's right so with that said they beat what I believe to be basically the 1985 Bears, almost the 1985 Bears in 1984. And they did mm. it handily. They, they shut them down. They shut them out. And because of that, I think that although they are not my number one team, and this is going to foreshadow my number one team, they did shut down what was almost the number one team of all time. So, what's your number two?
0: I already said the What's your number one? Bears. The same number one as you. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-five Chicago Bears, and I know that seems like a homer pick.
1: Like it's I not, get It's that. really not a homer pick. It's,
0: it's not, not. It's not. They it, went fifteen and one. Fifteen and one, and the only loss they had was because Buddy Ryan wouldn't be was too was too rigid with Dan Marino. He wouldn't call off the dogs, even though Dan Marino has like the fastest um release um in the nfl especially at that time um but this team man
1: they didn't allow a
0: point not a point in the playoffs
1: yeah it's really not a homer pick because i mean in the playoffs zero points scored the super bowl looked like they were playing a high school team the yeah. every single i mean after that miami loss like, I think everybody would just was like, oh, so that's what losing is. Let's not do that again. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> right. I agree. And I I mean, talk about the Hall of Famers. I mean, we're talking four Hall of Famers on the defensive side, just in the front seven alone. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. Then, th- then you look at the other side of the ball. You have two Hall of Famers. And I mean, honestly, one of the best offensive lines that's ever been put together.
0: Oh, completely. Like that offensive line was, was crazy. Hilgenberg and Bortz and covert and, and Thayer. Um, covert and Thayer. like mm-hmm. that was an unbelievable offensive line. And that defensive line was unbelievable as well. Um, you said four in the front seven, who was the Sorry. fourth? I know Richard Dent. Three. Three.
1: three. It was three. It was, okay. yeah. Segal Terry and, and Hampton, um, Everyone else was fantastic too. Wilbur, Wilbur Marshall Marsh went on to like, win like another game. Super Bowl. He went to win another Super Bowl with Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, Otis Wilson was awesome. Dave mm-hmm. Duerson was great. I mm-hmm. mean, they made a rule so that Fensick would have to stop spearing people in half. That's like, right. I mean, that's that's how good they are. Is they had to make rules to make them worse. Mm. Like, that's just. And in my mind, like when you go 15 and one, you you win the most games ever and win the Super Bowl. I don't care that you're perfect at 14 and 0. You didn't go 15 and one. You didn't have a hard schedule. You didn't have to beat, you know, you didn't beat teams 23 or, you know, with zero points scored in the playoffs. Like, yeah, right. It's just, it's a total different level of dominance. And that's why 85 bears, definitely number Number one. Number one. Number one all time. I agree.
0: I agree. Um, that was a fantastic list. Next week, uh, we're going to do the best NFL teams that didn't win the Super Bowl. I think that's going to be really interesting because I think we're going to be all over the place on that.
1: We should just say, like, not the not the 07 Patriots because everyone knows that's that's the number one.
0: Well, right? I mean, you could have said not the 85 Bears, too.
1: Yeah, that's true. We should have done that, actually.
0: Maybe. Maybe. But it's okay. too much
1: fun to talk about it. Anyway. Well, and I'm excited to talk about the 07 uh Patriots. So
0: there we Fair go. Enough. Enough. <laughs> well, let's go ahead. Let's break down these games. Um let's let's get to them. Let's not spend a ton of time, but but we definitely need to talk a little bit. And the first game, of course, um is going to be the Bears. So, Chicago won 16 to 14 over Detroit. Um what did you think of that game besides it being boring?
1: Well, um our defense is much worse when you don't have Khalil Mack in it. I mean, yeah, that's the truth. Holy cow! The play calling was not great against the worst team in the league. So to look not great against the worst team in the league, that's a special blah kind of play calling. Oh, Montgomery is he like still hurt? Like he does not have the same like oomph. Yeah, I ag- I agree. I don't understand why we're not using
0: both him and Herbert, Khalil Herbert. Like, why not use them both? They do the exact same thing.
1: Because Montgomery's, well, in the past, has been better. Well, and that's fine. But use them both. You know what I mean? Like
0: like Khalil Herbert is also really hard to bring down. And they barely ran the ball. Like the, in a, in a low-scoring defensive game, they barely ran the ball. I, yeah. I'm so sick of this pass, 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 pass. And it's not just us. You know what I mean? The, the Colts did it against uh, the Buccaneers they only ran the ball eight times before there was 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like it's not just us. I get it. Kansas city barely ever runs the ball. Like I get it, but we, we are a running team and a defensive team. We have to run the ball. And because we didn't, we almost lost that game. In fact, I almost was hoping we'd miss that field
1: goal. (laughs) Right. That's I just, I hate everything about the bears right now. Like, I, know. I hate the coach. I hate the way they play. their. I hate their play calling. I hate that our defense is not great. I I just... Ugh.
0: I know. I, I, t- I totally agree with you. Um, It was such a boring game that I actually turned it off in the third quarter and watched Hard Knocks. <laughs> it's, like, I know that seems sacrilegious, but I could not handle it anymore. <sighs> but anyway, so going on to the next game... Las Vegas went into Dallas and won 36 33. Um, every time I think I have a team in the AFC
1: West figured out, I don't. Yeah. You know I mean? Derek Carr I- is like, when he won't be denied, he just won't be denied. Like, it's crazy. Like, Derek Carr has showed us time and time again he is not an elite quarterback in the NFL. But man, when he just wants to win, or if he's just on that game, it doesn't yeah. matter what you do. Like, there's I nothing know. you can do. And it's now, crazy. <laughs> I, I think we have to say this caveat, though. Dallas
0: didn't have Amari um, Cooper playing. Um, they they had Zeke injured a little bit. They had C D who went out early. So, I mean, they weren't playing at per, 100% either. That's true. That's true. You know, although the, the Dallas defense was healthy. So <laughs> Las Vegas scored 36 points. So, but
1: so I a, and after like our, like, you know, coming to Jesus moment about Dak Prescott earlier this year, like he does not look good. He like, isn't making great positions, not making great throws. Like what's up? Like, I know. Just...
0: I, I hate to be so wishy-washy and up and down, but Dak is up and down. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. you can't consider him an elite quarterback Um, when you're this up and down. Totally. You know, so, um, but I, what do you think? Do you think the Raiders still have a chance of making the playoffs?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, mathematically, they do. Mathematically, I don't think, yes. I don't think do they – I don't – I don't know. They seem to be – I don't know. It's so hard. <laughs> I agree. I know. But, I mean, but to be honest, the AFC West is kind of weird right now because, I mean, the Chargers just lost to the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, and, I know you, you think Justin Herbert's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, but I think we're seeing that he's not. <laughs> like, hey, he's still young, bro. He's in his second year. Let's give the kid. What do I always up. say about second-year quarterbacks?
0: That what? if they don't make it in their second year, they're terrible? I'm, I'm guessing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah,
1: that's> exactly. <laughs> oh, if they're not good yes. in their second year, it's because they suck. <laughs> like... Did that be the <laughs> trivia question that I got right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next, next. You're already 2-0. No, 1-1. Well, let's look at let's look at
0: another game that was shocking. Um, Even though Baltimore won sixteen to ten over Cleveland, it was ugly, man. Yeah, that was an ugly game. Fumbles and interceptions and just, but yet there was some glorious plays too, like that catch by Mark Andrews. You know what I mean? Like it was it was it was a weird game, but Lamar Jackson had maybe his worst game of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean ever since. I think, you know, he missed the game against the Bears and then the other bye week and that game before he missed the game against the Bears, they really shut – or who was it that shut him down? I can't remember. But basically, Lamar has not been good, like, over the past month of the season. One, right. Because he hasn't played two of those games. But the other two games <laughs> that he did play, um, <laughs> not good. And I think maybe defenses have figured out how to just, you know, make him have to make quick decisions and and watch him fail. That's like, I think that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. Cause I mean, like, it's no secret that Lamar is not the, the stereotypical NFL quarterback. He's not the Patrick right. Mahomes, you know, quick, you know, quick read. Um, gets rid know, of the ball fast. Gets yeah. rid of the ball in like a, you know, ridiculous amount of time. And he's getting, he, he, they're trying to work within those bounds and he's getting better at it, it seems like. But like, I think teams have just figured out how to make him look bad. You know, mm. he's going to have to make another jump forward and like which we I thought we kind of saw him do this year, um but he's gonna have to take another step forward and being an n f l quarterback to mm. think succeed moving forward because I think people figure something out. what do you think
0: yeah i I don't know man um the thing is is every time I feel like Lamar Jackson has been figured out, he does something else, you know what i mean like so i'm I'm figuring like this game this next game he's gonna like freak out, and he's gonna have like seven touchdowns, like you know what I mean like he's exactly. lamar jackson his His uh, athleticism can't be denied. Maybe he just needs to start running the ball more.
1: They run the ball a lot. (laughs) That's crazy to say that. He
0: just needs to stop throwing the ball. (laughs) He needs to become like the better version of Taysom
1: Hill. Yeah, I was just about to say, do you want me to to do the Taysom Hill act?
0: (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly,
1: yeah. That's only at our last resort. (laughs) 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 Don't throw the ball.
0: (laughs) Do not throw it. Oh, man. Um, the next game is uh, another AFC West. Again, the AFC West is kind of all over the place. But Denver beats the Chargers 28-13 behind, um, really, Bridgewater looking good. They're running the ball. The defense looks solid. But, again, um, the Broncos offense is doing this against the Chargers defense, which is terrible.
1: Yeah. So, that's true. The thing that I wanted to talk about most about this game is this kind of crazy stat or not stat um observation that someone gave to me years ago. Okay. So okay. looking through, so I I was in a survivor pool that I got bounced from, but I was looking through a bunch of teams and which one to pick, you know, to, to win uh, last week. And I was looking at the chargers and I'm like, you know what? Denver's offense is terrible. But then like, I looked at the Denver Broncos, they were coming off a bye week. And they had just lost before that bye week. Hmm. They were, they were at home and they were the underdog. And about seven years ago, maybe more, maybe eight years ago, this guy who owned a bar that I used to frequent told me (laughs) that he always bets on a home dog coming off a bye after a loss because it hits like 80% of the time. Oh Oh my gosh. He wasn't a huge gambler, but every single time he would go and put like two grand down. And, oh and, you know, he's like over the lifetime of it, he's won a lot more than he's lost, but a lot more. So hmm. I saw this and I'm just like, man, I should, I should do this. But I thought it was too crazy to do like my survivor pool. I lost anyway, but, um, <laughs> but I did end up putting a bet down on it. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice. let see if this guy knows what he's talking about. Cause I didn't, didn't really go back and check his work. You know, it's not <laughs> right. Right, 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 How much did you put down? I put like 50 bucks down. Oh, wow. And, Okay. Yeah, I, I made out pretty good. And like, it's crazy. Like, just like, is it the team stewing on the loss and having the extra time to take down a division mate? Is that like, what's going on there?
0: Well, I, I think, and I don't know if they do this on purpose, but maybe a lot of times after the breaks, they, they have a lot of defensive or a lot of division games. And as you, you've always told me that division games are always close.
1: Yes, but exactly. There's
0: always, it could go either way throw out all the stats, you know? So then you add in the extra part of the, of them just losing. And then more time to prepare, you know, like it it just works out and
1: being at home. And
0: yeah, yeah. Right. That's crazy. Right. And I mean, they ran into the chargers at the right time too. I mean, Herbert Eckler, the D none of them looked very good. They just look off.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, um, um the other things game, about this game, though, Sertan, uh, man, Patrick Sertan is legit. Well, yeah, he, uh, he had a pick six. I think he had two picks that game. He yeah. is quite, he's quite the player.
0: Yeah, th- th- I think Denver was shocked that he fell to them because uh, I think it was the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers took a different guy. I can't remember who what his name is, but I think they might be regretting that now. Yeah, the so Sertan is is quite good, quite good. Well, the last game we're going to talk about was not a close game. Um, the Bengals beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 41 to 10. And this is one that
1: you really wanted to talk about.
0: Um, so, Josh, why don't you lead us into this?
1: So, again, this is like that Cincinnati rookie wide receiver, second year quarterback. Um, they like so Chase didn't have a big game, but like they were able to put it together. This game and destroy their their division foe the mm-hmm. divisional foe against uh, an aging quarterback. And yeah, I feel Penzel. like this is one of those games that was like kind of the changing of the guard. Like, I mm-hmm. think, I think Pittsburgh, they're a well-coached team. Mike Tomlin's, you know, obviously one of the greats, mm-hmm. but like, I think this is, this is them coming to an end. The Pittsburgh Steelers, their time at the top of their division has come, is coming to an end. And I think Mike Tomlin may have just a couple of years left in him. Uh, with the Steelers, but I mean, we can see that Big Ben is for sure dot. So right. It, I I think maybe Cincinnati might be the owner of this division because watching this game, man, they just owned them. Like from from minute one to minute. It did.
0: Seven. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I mean, I couldn't believe that Pittsburgh didn't run the ball, but you can't run the ball when you're down 31 to three before the half is even over.
1: But you even know? looking at Najee Harris, man, he is really just good for fantasy football. He is. Not been doing great Ooh. as a running back. I, I, th- think... I disagree, man.
0: Like he's one of the only running backs right now that has over a certain amount of, of receiving yards and rushing the ball.
1: Yeah, but that's all on utilization. His efficiency with it has been really terrible. So I think he's okay. averaging three yards, three point six yards a rush, which is not great. That's not getting the job done.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna draft him next year. He's kind of like Josh Jacobs. Like, Josh Jacobs had that year that was really yeah. good, his rookie year. And then, like, I was like, everyone was like, oh, Josh Jacobs. But then we didn't even look at their efficiency. His efficiency was super low. And he's proven now that he's not an efficient running back.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's just, I mean, it's nuts that they're they're using this one piece that they have so much that the other team can just, you know, okay, well, they're just going to give it to him two plays every Every four. So but this
0: is the, this is my argument against this though is that they did not use him in that game.
1: That's true. I, I mean, they were they were down pretty quickly, so they, I think they, they
0: really I, were. But they didn't throw him the ball either. You know what I mean? And he's quite elusive when he gets in the open field. So yeah,
1: he does look good. But again, you know, it's one of those things that it's like, is it because Big Ben's struggling that people can key a run more, or is it Najee Harris not creating plays? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I don't know. We'll see. The season's not over, and I'd like to see more of Najee before the end of the year. And I, and I will, because he's on my fantasy team, so I'll be watching a lot of him. Um, well, that's the games for the week. What's your best play of the of the week?
1: It's got to be the Mark Andrews one to catch. Did you see that? That was crazy.
0: Yeah, that's mine, too, actually.
1: I mean, dude, that was yeah. – he didn't have his hand up. It was just at his side, and he just
0: oh. – boom. Yeah, I watched just about every game this week. Um, and, uh, that was literally the play that stood out the most to me too. That one handed catch was ridiculous. He had someone draped. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Uh, he is so talented
1: and I think he might be the third best, uh, tight end in the league. I had oh, Darren Waller at this point. That's, I mean, honestly, I would say I would put him above Kittle. Kittle.
0: Oh, you know what? I might put him ahead of Kittle too. So maybe he's the second, only one running back better. Travis Kelsey.
1: I mean, really, I, he's he's very solid. He he doesn't get a lot of utilization because his quarterback doesn't throw the ball to him all that much, you know, compared but to they don't throw Kelsey at all because <laughs> they really don't throw that much at all. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's very solid. Waller, I think, is kind of been a, you know, victim of his circumstance a little bit this year. I think yeah, as far as I
0: would agree with that, he's been injured and, yeah. you know, it's been weird. It's been weird.
1: Yeah. Um, what was your worst play? Uh, worst play I had was Lamar Jackson's four interceptions. So the same game. Mm
0: hmm. Yep. No, I agree. Those four interceptions were pretty ugly. Yep. What do you got? Well, I don't know if you watched, um, the end of the Seattle game, um, because it was the Seattle game. Um, but I did. And it was pretty exciting. They went down, they scored a touchdown, they missed the two point conversion to tie it. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, they went for an onside kick, and they got it. They got the onside kick, except, except they except the player. One of the players was lined up out was lined up inside the hash instead of outside, and so they gave they gave him a flag, and they had to re onside kick it. And they almost got it again, but they didn't get it this time. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I was like that that player's cut. Like, I'm going to tell you that right now. Like, he costed yeah. them the game.
1: Yeah, he's not, a, he's not a starter. He's a special teams guy. They'll cut him just because they want, they're angry.
0: Yeah, oh, totally. Like, they, he, he is the reason. He, he's got to know he's not on the
1: team anymore. That's his, literally his only job is to know where to stand.
0: Right? Uh, oh. I couldn't believe he was on the wrong side of the hash. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, um, so after the full week of football, um, who is your team on the top of the mountain?
1: I got Arizona. Okay. I got Arizona. They're, they're coming off a bye, but yeah, they are they're, honestly watching every team play right now. The, the only people that I think the only team that I think will might be able to take them over. And that's, you know, if they keep it together as the Patriots, but right now every team, it looks very beatable. And the Arizona Cardinals are just simply the, the, the ones with the best record. So I'm sticking with Arizona for this week. At least
0: my top of the mountain is the Patriots, man. Yeah. Um, I, they have righted the ship. Um, Belichick is the greatest coach to ever <laughs> coach ever, like anywhere. Yep. I mean, yep. it's unbelievable. I mean, this is supposed to be the first of a rebuild, and they're they're going to go to the playoffs and do some damage.
1: Uh huh.
0: You know, they well, it seems could, like it... there's an outside chance that they play in the Super Bowl.
1: That would be crazy if it was Brady versus Belichick.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> oh my how much money are they get? how much money is oh, my oh my every gosh oh my god every
1: person on earth will watch that game <laughs> like.
0: oh 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 i'm so I, I hope that happens actually i bet you the nfl hopes that happens
1: who you it's, rooting for the patriots i am too because i hate brady so much
0: <laughs> oh i don't hate brady i just want to see you know brady got his last year let's have belichick win his and then they they can prove oh. that together okay. they're amazing apart they're amazing
1: oh yeah okay participation so. trophy.
0: Now, okay. now, granted, the Patriots probably aren't going to go to the Super Bowl. Not this year. Maybe next, though. Maybe next. Um, And I like that Kendrick Bourne kid.
1: Mm.
0: I like him. Um, Who is your rolling down the mountain? Because I think we have a different one.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Cleveland. Their mm. offense looks just horrible. Nick Chubb couldn't get anything going this week. Mm. Baker Mayfield looks worse and worse. I mean, Mayfield, I think, is – I mean, I think he's in his – is it the option year next year? Do they pick it up or not? I don't remember. They did Regardless, pick it up. They did pick. They did up, pick yeah. it up. Man, mm-hmm. he does. He does not look like he's going to be a franchise quarterback moving forward. No,
0: no, but he's also injured too. So that's true. You know when he plays, like I've never. He is a tough quarterback. As much as I don't, I'm not a huge fan of his. He is a tough quarterback. He plays injured.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's he definitely definitely shows up.
0: Yeah. Um. My rolling down the mountain is the Seahawks. They can't run, they can't pass, and they can't play D. So, obviously, they can't (laughs) play special teams either. Like, they are not looking good. And I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of happy about it because I hate the Seahawks. The only reason I'm a little bit sad is because I have Seahawks on my fantasy team. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's so funny is I was like 3-1 and in fantasy this year. And then everyone got injured, or like it was wild. All of a sudden, my, I couldn't win a fantasy game to save my life. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of that, uh, we're going to go into fantasy football depression. And I know that I'm not hurting as bad as you this week.
1: Oh my um, gosh, dude. What is ever since you said my team is peaking? Like, I don't want to get. I'm so sorry, Josh. You, I'm ruined, so sorry. you ruined my season. I, it's just, it's unbelievable. Oh, man, it really is unbelievable.
0: I actually won my first game in like five weeks, six weeks. This is the first win in six weeks. Really? It's insane. Oh, yeah, that was three and one. I hadn't, I didn't win a game until this week. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I might have been three and two now I think about it. I I don't remember now. But anyway, um, who's your superstar this week?
1: Uh, It's Leonard Fournette, man. Yeah, threw down. <laughs> mine too. Yeah. <laughs> How do you not pick the guy who threw right. down uh, four touchdowns? Like
0: Four touchdowns, 46 points, like crazy, crazy. Oh. He's kind of resurrected his career.
1: Oh, he for sure like. has. Absolutely. Like,
0: he can catch the ball now? He never could catch before.
1: No, he could. Last year on, the, on Jacksonville, definitely. Yeah. Oh. He, he put that together.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's true.
1: I, I had him the, on my team, score. and i want I won a championship with him. trust me, I know
0: no, I know, but I don't know if he caught the ball,
1: yeah, he did i wa dave i watched him very closely that year. he was definitely the much better in the passing game, kinda how he is now with Tampa
0: really, okay, all right, I trust you i trust you uh who is uh who's your bust
1: bust is the Tampa bay big name wide receivers. Evans and Godwin just not good.
0: Okay. Yeah. uh, They they definitely. Yeah. Antonio Brown is so good. Like it's crazy, man. Tom Brady has got to be so upset that they can't get him on the field.
1: Yeah. He's going to be out for another two weeks. Did you see that? Another two weeks. Yep. I thought it was just this week. Nope. Another two weeks.
0: Oh my gosh. Really? Really? Okay. Well, I think I should probably drop him then Um, because it's not going to (laughs) matter. Good Lord. I've been having him on the bench every. I'm so sick right now. Um, My bust is Najee Harris. Six points, man. Come on. Back it up here. Come on. I would have chose (laughs) JT, except he got that touchdown at the end.
1: Yeah, he ended up with a pretty good week, actually, Dave. He oh, got did like he? How many balls. points? He got like eight balls. So, in mean, the PPR league, like, that's like, yeah, I think he got 19 and a half points or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah.
0: That's not bad. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, that touchdown did help him the big time.
1: Yeah. Uh, who is your drop? For some reason, Marcus Callaway is still lingering around on people's, like, rosters. No like, way. Really? Yeah. Like, drop him. He's useless. The the Saints are useless. <laughs> if you don't have Kamara, if you don't have Kamara or Taysom Hill moving forward, just drop them. <laughs> right, <laughs> the Saints are terrible. Good lord, they would be my rolling down the mountain
0: if it wasn't for Seattle looking so trashy. Um, or the upside of Taysom Hill. Um, my drop is Dante Foreman. Like really? Yeah, because he's huh? not getting the ball. He's I mean a little bit, but he is not like he's not getting points. He's not the lead running back there. And that well, leads
1: us go ahead. Yeah, that leads me to Dontrell Hilliard. Yeah. That's the word, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, kind of sure. the I honestly think Dontrell Foreman still going to be good. I, I just think Dontrell Hilliard maybe carved out a space for him. Now, McNichols is coming back, so that'll be interesting to see how that shakes out, but
0: Well, Hilliard has averaged over 15 points per week the last two weeks.
1: Yeah, but McNichols, I
0: think, has been out. Yeah, I mean, maybe McNichols take his place, or maybe McNichols takes Foreman's place. I don't know. We'll see what it. happens. I'm not I'm not playing him this week. You know, I've got Cordell Patterson and uh, yeah. Najee Harris and, and James Robinson. You can't bench any of those players. Uh, no, that would be dumb. Yeah, that would be stupid. That would be thinking too much. Um, my player that I don't want my brother to pick up this week is uh, Tayson Hill. If you, yeah. if you need a quarterback, um, if your quarterback hasn't been playing great, take a chance. Taysen yep. Hill, man, last year, the games he played, he was quite outstanding. Uh-huh. Like, the amount of points he had, because he runs the ball. Like, like you said earlier, don't pass unless you have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Taysen Hill could be a, could be a, uh, um, a championship player, you know, if he things could. fall down right. If things yeah. fall down. Not for me, of course, I have them on my team, but because I haven't won enough games to get to the playoffs. Mm. You know, I won my game and I'm still in 10th place? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah It's
0: so bad. It's so it, bad. It
1: hurts so much.
0: <laughs> oh, it really does. <laughs> like I got to be the laughing stock of the league. At one time, I was quite the force. Now I have nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, all right. Well, that was our fantasy football depression. So even though I won, I'm still depressed. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> but let's go ahead. Let's talk about the greatest player born today, December 1st. And that is Deshaun Jackson. He went to college at Cal and he was an All-American uh, as a sophomore and junior there. Uh, he was drafted in the second round by the Eagles, 49th overall. And he was this electric player. Um, he was k- returning punts, um, and doing an amazing job. In fact, he was returning um punts for touchdowns. Um, I think he had three or four his rookie year, which is like Devin Hester worthy. You know what I mean? And that's saying something. Um, I don't know if you remember this moment though, Josh. Um, his rookie year, he caught a pass against the Cowboys. Um, and he was running it in the end zone, and he and he decided to celebrate early, and uh, got rid of the ball before he passed over the touchdown line, and it went out of bounds, and it was a touchback for the Cowboys.
1: Dave, I don't know if you remember this, but he did that twice.
0: I think he did. What what year did he do it the second time?
1: I, I don't can't remember, but it was later on in his career. It was like four. I thought so. I thought so. Year four he did it or something. No, he did it. He did it twice. Yep. Um, my favorite memory of him, though, is. I believe they were playing the Giants and they were down by, I don't know, four, like three points or something. But mm-hmm. there was like, there was two seconds left on the clock. Yep. It was fourth or it was, or not, was there two seconds? I don't know. There was a very small amount of time, like enough for like one play. And the Giants punted the ball See. and Sean Jackson muffed the punt. And yep. it like, and he, it fell to ground and everyone's like, oh, well, that's terrible. But then he picks it up. And as time expires, runs it into the end zone for a walk-off walk touchdown. I remember that. Return. That was a
0: Monday night game, wasn't it?
1: Uh, it was,
0: yep. Oh, my gosh. Wow.
1: Was he, such a great... he
0: had such big blunders, but such big plays, too. He's so yep. electric. Yep. And he's he became um, a journeyman wide receiver because of Chip Kelly. <laughs> Chip Kelly came into Philadelphia after Andy Reid left. And said, I can do this without any good players. And so he got rid of Deshaun Jackson and LaShawn McCoy. Um, and I think Jeremy Macklin maybe too. I'm not sure. Jeremy Macklin yeah. wasn't that great, but no, um, but he got rid of everybody and proved that he is a fool. So yeah. but but uh, Deshaun became a journeyman uh wide receiver and now he's even playing for the Raiders, which he still has that pop in his step. Well, he just did it. Yeah. He just had
1: like a what, a sixty yard touchdown last week? Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so I mean, if you're thinking fantasy at all, he might be someone to pick up if you're just looking for a big boomer bust player.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not like yeah, no, yeah, but if if you are so desperate, (laughs) right? So desperate, it's a 12 team league. Yeah, you have to start four wide receivers. (laughs) 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 Definitely get. him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely get him then.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that leads us to our. Hub controversy, all right? And I know, I'm interested to hear how you feel about this one, Josh. Um, as we do every week, Hub Arkish uh, is this this uh, um, incredibly brilliant NFL man um, in Chicago. And he said this week, Josh, that uh, he doesn't understand why people always think that uh, Brian Pace and Matt Nagy are joined at the hip. He says he wouldn't be surprised If Nagy gets fired and Pace stays. And then he went a step further and said, and I'm not saying this is going to happen. This is what he said. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if Nagy and Pace both were back next year. Do you agree with his statement? Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Well, good. Oh, man. I was worried about that one. I was like sweating a little bit. Um, but that was our that was our Hub controversy. Um, every week uh, we bring up one of Hub's comments and we decide, do we agree or do we disagree? Well, as we're almost out of time, um, just a little bit of other sports talk. Um, the Chicago Bulls this oh, week.
1: Hold on, hold on. I forgot to mention something in the fantasy football depression. Oh, okay. Um, so as we reach the playoffs in fantasy football, you cannot take your waiver ads home with you. So if you are on the cusp of winning, like getting into the playoffs or not getting into the playoffs, start burning those priorities every single week because you need to get there. Now on the flip side of that, if you are solid in the playoffs, don't make stupid moves and waste <laughs> your waiver priority. There's no reason to do it. If you're solid, you got backups in each position and you're going to the playoffs, save it because it in- inevitably happens every single year that your top one running back, a top running back goes down near the end of the season or a top wide receiver or whomever. And you need to be able to get their back up. And Mm. so don't be dumb. If you're in the playoffs, don't waste it. If you're not in the playoffs, you can't take it home with you. Okay. Just use it. (laughs) So,
0: um, thank you for that advice that was pointed at me. If you're not in the playoffs, use your waiver wire pick, Dave. (laughs) Oh man. Well, Josh, you took up all our time, man. I was going to talk about the – all right. Well, next week uh, we'll have to talk a little bit more um, about uh, um, ping pong baseball. That's right, ping pong baseball. But until then, stay tuned. Bye.